Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Todd Tobin. I am the development director at the Diocese of Rapid City. I'm at St. Patrick's Catholic Church in Leeds, South Dakota. It is at the top of the hour. We'd like to begin with a prayer this morning, as we do each morning. And that prayer today is, Lord, it's Ash Wednesday. Please help us through the Lenten season and help us with the sacrifice and commitment we have to our faith through Christ. Amen. Amen. And I'm also joined today, my co-host, for a short period of time till Father Leo gets here, and he's just walking in now, is Karen Gibis. We are in Leeds, South Dakota, where we had, what, 10 feet of snow? Was it 12 or am I exaggerating? A little. A little. It was a lot of snow, and uh, it was uh, below zero the, this morning on the way here, minus 13 to be exact. Oh, my goodness. But it was a beautiful drive-in, so we are very uh, happy to be here. Yeah. And Father Leo is just coming back from his mass duties. Why don't we send it over to Eli for a preview of the show, and I'll get Father set up on the headset. That would be great. Is that is that my cue? Yeah. That's your cue, Eli. Oh, okay. Just just wanted to make sure. Didn't want to cut, didn't want to cut you guys off or anything like that. So here's what's coming up on this morning's Real Presence Live. How can we grow deeper in our love and appreciation for the Eucharist? Well, Deacon James Keating, author and speaker, will help us encounter the beauty of the Eucharist as he previews an upcoming event he'll be speaking at. And what was was it that drew the Diocese of Rapid City's Father Leo Hausman to the priesthood? We'll hear more about his vocational journey later in the show. And what's the significance of the ashes we receive on Ash Wednesday? Bishop Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester will explain. All that and a whole lot more is coming up this morning on Real Presence Live. Right back to you. Good morning. Eli, you, you're a keeper. You, you really do a good job of that. Have you done that more than once? Um, well, you know, I did a, a similar script at the end of yesterday's show, so, uh, you know. <laughs> well, you're awesome. Well, Father Leo Hussman is with us today. He is our pastor of the both parishes here in the um, uh, Lead and Deadwood area, Lead, South Dakota, Deadwood, South Dakota, St. Patrick's in Lead, and St. Ambrose in Deadwood. That's the parish that I attend as my home parish. Good morning, Father. Good morning. It's great to be here. Wonderful. So did you put the ashes on your own forehead, or did you have somebody else do that? I did put them on my own forehead. Um, usually I forget, but uh, <laughs> this time I remember. <laughs> I saw uh, Father Matt at our uh, Lady of the Perpetual Help Cathedral uh, making ashes. I didn't know if I was going to have to call the fire department. He had quite a, quite a fire going. But uh, did you uh, prepare the ashes yourself here I, as well? I did prepare them. How did, how did, had, you, how did you do that? Uh, you know, I usually do it on my grill. Just put a, a um, down a, some tin foil and lay the palms on there and light them up. Just fire up the barbie and uh, yep, there it goes. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Again, uh, Todd Tobin uh, with Father Leo Hussman this morning, and we have a wonderful and fantastic show. It is four minutes after the hour, and our first uh, uh, guest this morning 
is uh, Deacon James Keating, who will be joining us here in a bit uh, by phone. Uh, he is uh, an amazing uh, deacon and uh, from Omaha, Nebraska area, and it's, uh, we're looking forward to having a conversation with him when we get connected. Uh, the weather across the um, listening area is certainly in February. It's cold and snowy in the western part of South Dakota and cold and maybe not as much snow in the other parts of a listening area, but we hope that you get to work safe this morning. And um, if you're supposed to be to work by 8 a.m., you're late. Um, if uh, you're supposed to get to work by 9 a.m., hopefully you made it on time. So, Father, so you had a uh, good mass this morning. Was it well attended? Uh, actually, there was a big windrow of snow right down the middle of the street. You had to climb over the windrow to get to the church. And uh, um, we had 30 people. I was surprised because, you know, there's so much snow and People are just, I mean, there's cars are buried along the street, you know, and the plow comes along and plows the snow against them. It's, it's you know, really uh, hard to get out. So, yeah, I was, I was pretty pleased that we had 30 people. Wonderful. In Deadwood, uh, they don't really pile snow up because there's nowhere to move it. So until they can bring in the crews to uh, have this conveyor belt system that dumps it into the back of a dump truck and wherever they haul it, they haul it away. But until that happens, it's hard to get around in Deadwood. It is, yeah. And, and lead is probably even worse. You know, yeah. it's just, yeah. There was one individual who come here into St. Patrick's looking for mass and directed him down there. He got on his dog sled out in the parking lot and headed down. I hope that hopefully he made it in time. Well, I didn't see a dog sled, so maybe not. <laughs> Karen, am I exaggerating again? Just a little oh, bit. Just a little she bit. She gave me the look. <laughs> it was a minor exaggeration. <laughs> Someone has to keep you in line. I have to be honest this morning. Father Leo is my father confessor, so. <laughs> oh, behave yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we could talk a lot about that. <laughs> Am I blushing? Uh, just a little just bit. A little bit. <sighs> just a little bit. <laughs> well, we have uh, a wonderful show lined up for you this morning. It is six minutes after the hour. And, uh, Father, you are uh, originally from the, the southeast part of the Diocese of Rapid City. And uh, what, uh, what area and what was your upbringing like as a, as a young person? Well, I um, grew up at Bone Steel in, in South, we call it kind of South Central South Dakota, but the extreme southeast part of the diocese. Um, where it's situated right upon, right next to the Missouri River and right next to the Nebraska border, so it's tucked right back in there. And so, yeah, that's, that's where, I, where I grew up. Were you a... Um ranch and farming community or were you from a large metropolis oh definitely ranch and farming <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it it's a few miles to get to a, a metropolis yeah it really is so, yeah. yeah you have to well yankton would be about 100 miles and that would be the closest uh, of the larger cities in good. south dakota a lot of good hunting in the uh, pheasant season part of the year absolutely uh, good hunting and good fishing you know yeah. missouri river there a lot of people fish that, um, my my mother um she was always afraid that we would drown so she never taught us how to swim and kept us away from water that, that is that would be me yeah. <laughs> i am definitely afraid of water and my kids by the grace of god know how to swim from someone else's yeah. help not from mine because i i figure I have a set of twins who are six, and they don't know how to swim yet. And I figure if one of them goes under, 
I'm going to have to sacrifice the other to grab the other, but that's okay. All three of us are going to drown because I don't know what I'm doing anyway. So we just. Well, I think there were days that my mother would have liked to drown in us. But <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and Father, you were raised in a cattle ranch. Did you also have crops as well? Yeah. Um, when I when I was um, at, at home, my dad had a small uh, farm, and he had, he had some cattle too, but yeah. It was um, kind of a mixture, yeah. yeah. I recently visited a, a cattle and hog farm. I'd never been to a hog farm before. It was very fascinating, and and uh, we as uh, urban people uh, don't have the same perspectives with, with animals that, that folks from the agricultural side do. And, and I was looking at the cute little piglets and <clears throat> wondering if they've named them and things <laughs> like that. And no, they're just part of the everyday uh, way of life. So did you have uh, cattle, a few you said, did you have other animals? Yeah, we, um, well, you know, my dad never raised pigs and he'd never wanted to raise pigs. Um, but um, some of us boys, we kind of thought that might be a way to make some money. So we did, we did ra raise some, some hogs at, at times. But I learned a lot about hogs in my recent tour. <clears throat> they, uh, they looked like the ground, even though it was cold and frozen, it was tilled up with the tiller. They said, no, the hogs do that. They're, oh, yeah. They're constantly rooting around, I guess is the proper yeah. term. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And they're difficult to keep in pens, I understand, as well. They're pretty hard on things. They are hard on things, yep. They really do. They're, they're always rooting in the, the dirt, and they'll go under the fence and, and, and be gone, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, we we uh, we raised sheep there for a while too, um, but that didn't turn out so well. They got kind of sick, and and um, we learned from the vet that a sick sheep is a dead sheep, and so that kind of told us that that maybe this wasn't for us. <laughs> well, my favorite part of pigs is bacon. <clears throat> there you go. <laughs> It should be its own food group, really. <laughs> really. <laughs> Everything is better with bacon. <laughs> I'm Todd Tobin. I'm here this morning bantering back and forth with uh, my pastor and the pastor of St. Patrick's in Leed and in, uh, in Deadwood, South Dakota. <clears throat> and uh, St. Ambrose in Deadwood is uh, a parish that is the oldest parish in the... Uh, <clears throat> in South Dakota and established in 1877. So we are in the process of trying to get uh, Deacon James Keating today on phone and uh, are working on that. Uh, we'll have him with us when that happens. <clears throat> in the meantime, we're going to continue our discussion with Father Leo in regards to his journey to the priesthood. Uh, Father Leo, if you're just joining us here at the 11 minutes past the hour, <clears throat> is uh, from a rural community in south-central South Dakota, the southeast part of the Diocese of Rapid City, where he has been a priest now for over 25 years. And Father, you were raised on a uh, a farm, and, and uh, you had both crops and animals. You had a, um, a beautiful story about how your father used to put you on his knee when you were younger and remind you about being a fisher of men. Was that the start of your journey towards the priesthood? And if you could talk a little bit about how your journey towards the priesthood happened. Yeah, well, um, of course, I, I think that uh, God had me marked from the even before my birth really but um my father was uh yeah he was very good he he would occasionally um i remember actually sitting on his knee so i had to be really small 
Um, and why I still remember that, I don't know, but he would say, Leo, um, when you grow up, you could be a, a fisher of men. And then he would tell me about how Christ had called his disciples um, and his apostles, uh, particularly his apostles, uh, when he um, came across them on the, on the seashore there, um, tending their, their nets. So, yeah, that was, and he would probably, it seems like maybe once every other year or something like that, he would just, that's the very same thing, all the way up into my 20s. You know, and and uh, so that's that, that was. I, I really do credit him for keeping that in, in idea in front of me. You'd still sit on his knee in your twenties. Well, <laughs> <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so, so the priesthood was always the first choice in your life. No. <laughs> uh, you know, I really, I, uh, I really wanted to be married. Yeah, I mean, you know, that was my, that was what I um, always thought. You know, I thought I'd be married uh, at a fairly young age, um, and um, it's always what was uh, kind of what my desire was. But there is just that, you know, probably. Uh, you know, I remember one time sitting in mass and the uh, the priest was giving the homily and he um or i i just um the thought came to me you know i think i could do that which is really strange because i don't think i completed a, a full sentence in public until i was in my 20s i mean that's a bit of an exaggeration but not too much <laughs> um and so just to to uh, public speaking yeah that that was kind of the thing that was that was most scary to me um going forward so you yeah. do a great job well, thank you if you're just joining us good morning welcome to real presence live it is 14 minutes after the hour my name is todd tobin and we're here this morning my co-host is father leo hussman and he's telling us about his uh, journey to the priesthood and uh, that his uh, journey started on a farm in South Central South Dakota, and we were getting up now into his 20s, where uh, he's talking about, uh, he thought maybe being a priest is something that he could do, and talked about uh, how exciting he, excited he was about the, being able to public speak in front of people <laughs> as a shy farm boy. <laughs> yeah, not, not hardly. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, after high school, I um, went into partnership with my oldest brother. We farmed and ranched together, and I did that, um, well, actually until I was 30. But, you know, there was just this um, gnawing presence, or absence, I should say, in me of giving my life to something bigger than myself. And so um, it just, you know, and I, I hadn't really found the right girl for marriage. And um, so finally, I just uh, decided, you know, I was going to have to have to try this. And so I um, went to my parish priest and he set me up um, first with the I was living in Nebraska at that point. Um, and uh, set me up with the vocation director from Archdiocese of Omaha, and uh, so we uh, uh, we talked about it, and 
I decided that I was going to have to do it. I told him, um, my parish priest, I said, um, the day that I left, I said, don't tell anybody that I'm going because I'll probably be back by the end of the week. <laughs> so, yeah. And that didn't happen. That didn't happen. <clears throat> you so know, it was. Why it, did you stay? Well, you know, I was 30 years old when I when I started. hadn't had a bit of college. Um, in high school, my one goal was to get out. <laughs> and, <laughs> I never applied myself in, in terms of, of study. So, you know, entering college seminary, I had I did not know how to study, and it seemed really strange sitting with at a desk with with books reading and and all of that stuff you know so it was just was just a really a strange experience for me but i uh i I remember distinctly um it was probably i'm guessing six weeks into it that i had um was taking my shower in the morning and all of a sudden it, it just dawned on me that there's this incredible sense of peace that I had not had for years and years. And that, and that told me that I was in the right place. Mm. As strange as it was, it was. Oh, I was in the right place. That's beautiful. Welcome to uh, Real Presence Live. My name is Todd Tobin, and I'm with Father Leo Hussman, who's telling the beautiful story of his journey to the priesthood. It is 17 minutes after the hour, and we'll continue. Father was talking about he was a um, academically an over-underachiever in high school. Is that a fair statement? That would be a fair statement. <laughs> <laughs> and as he came to the priesthood at the seminary, he had told um, <clears throat> the uh, the archdiocese that had uh, got him connected that <clears throat> don't tell anybody that I'm going until um, <clears throat> I get there. I might be back. But he had a, an epiphany there early in his first week and knew that he was uh, in the right place. And we'll continue there as to how your journey uh, went and, and uh, why you stayed. Yeah, well, I just... Um yeah, from that point on, it was, uh, you know, looking at eight years is, is kind of uh, daunting, but, um, you know, just uh, uh, plowed forward and got to understand more and more that uh, this was what the Lord was, was calling me to. Um, you know, by the time that I was ordained a, a deacon, I was um, still really petrified about public speaking, and that was probably the big leap of faith was just to go ahead with that ordination to the diaconate to the transitional diaconate um and um and uh so yeah look at me now here i am on the radio (laughs) (laughs) Uh, father leo will be signing autographs on his uh, cd of the recording of today's show i'm just kidding (laughs) after the show so uh, that's that's beautiful, and we're going to continue that discussion. Um, uh, we have Deacon uh, Keating, I believe, on the phone now. We're going to be going to him shortly. Is that correct? I believe so. And uh, <clears throat> so we're going. Oh, sorry, I did not catch my note. We're going to continue the discussion with Father Leo. Um, so, Father, you were ordained as a permanent or as a as your dia- in the transitional dia- <clears throat> transitional mm-hmm. and where where did your journey to the priesthood go from there because you were there quite a while 
and uh, had a, an amazing journey before you wound up in the Diocese of Rapid City. Yeah, I had um, actually was um, with the Archdiocese of Omaha, but I always had this kind of a love for the missions, and that was another thing that my father had instilled in me was that um, that um, he, you know, really felt that we were had an obligation to supporting the missions, and so that kind of rubbed off onto me, and so I. Um, uh, decided that that I would um, at a certain point try out a missionary order or uh, an order that did some missionary work and and then um, eventually I ended up back in the, with the diocese of Rapid City. And was that a uh, that was a fairly extended period of time? Is that correct? It, it was, yeah. Um, because I was with the religious order, there was an extra year um, of the novitiate, and so. Uh, that was um, a total of nine years um, from beginning to end. Yeah. And I love how you had shared with me in the past that as you're calling to be of service uh, to a, a mission type of environment that you had shared that or had come to the realization that, you know, there's people back home that would benefit from that very ministry. Is that, is that, did I have that remem uh, remember? Absolutely. Correctly? Yeah, yeah, that that's absolutely right. Um, I just, uh, at a certain point, I realized that that the the religious religious order was kind of changing their um, who they were sending to the missions, and, and it was since I was American, I was going to be here in the United States, and so it, it didn't quite fit anymore. Although I really benefited from the the spiritual formation of of the order, I have no regrets at all. It was I think it was all in God's plan, but. Um, it, um, I uh, just um, at a certain point I thought well you know my home diocese where I grew up Rapid City is really missionary um, and uh, so I thought yeah why not go home so. well I <clears throat> I for one selfishly I'm very grateful that you brought your ministry to our parishes <laughs> so uh, it's been a delight you. you've been here for six years now five yep. five five years <clears throat> and um <clears throat> Father Leo came into a very uh, uh, challenging situation. His predecessor, Father Peter Kavoric, was killed in an accident, and uh, we were without a pastor for a period of time and and um, <clears throat> had a lot of different priests covering during that time, and we we're very, very grateful that uh, Christ brought you to us. Thank and you. Uh, Bishop Groose, former Bishop Groose of the Diocese of Rapid City, now Bishop Groose of uh, the Diocese of Saginaw. Uh, welcome. You are on and listening to Real Presence Live. It is 23 minutes after the hour. And we are with Father Leo Hussman, the pastor of two parishes in the Black Hills area of South Dakota. And lead, that is St. Patrick's Catholic Church in Deadwood. That is St. Ambrose. I attend St. Ambrose as my home parish. We have lots of visitors that come through at, uh, in Deadwood uh, as it's a sort of a gambling mecca. And uh, as I have shared before on this program, we have a, a, <clears throat> a greeting um, that we like to do. And that greeting is uh, uh, when we welcome visitors, say to welcome to St. Ambrose. Uh, remember that what happens in Deadwood can be forgiven. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> it brings a smile to their face as we have a beautiful church both in uh, Leed and in Deadwood uh, for Father Leo to be our pastor. So we are just about ready to go to uh, break, and we're going to continue our discussion after the break uh, with Father Leo on his journey into the priesthood. And we are so grateful that 
he uh, uh, stayed the course. And so uh, we will have Chris Motes after the break. I have an update from that. <clears throat> and Father Leo will be here for the rest of the show. So we will have plenty of time to uh, be able to go in and uh, continue that discussion. And what happens when humans try to play God? Uh, we will discuss this more with Chris Motes of the South Dakota Catholic Conference as we take a look at the latest from the South Dakota legislature. Looking forward to hearing from Chris. He does a lot of amazing things for the Catholic Church and our legislative session in South Dakota annually, and uh, he always has amazing things to update us on. So we will have Chris after the break. And again, Todd Tobin with Father Leo Hussman in St. Patrick's in Leeds, South Dakota. It is 24 minutes after the hour, and uh, we're enjoying our discussion this morning with lots of snow and cold, but it is an absolutely beautiful day here. And uh, Father is, is, a, is a delight to be with, uh, and especially today as we're sharing his story. So we are going to go to break, and when we return, we will be, Father Leo and I, with Chris Motes. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 